it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting today from Tampa Bay down in sunny Florida. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not going on a sex strike. Dig this, Joy Behar over at The View says she's not doing boom boom anymore. Until Roe versus Wade is upheld. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this was her husband's idea. He was like, oh, thank God, a sex strike. (laughs) He is rooting hard for this thing to get repealed. We will discuss uh, some out-and-out liberal lunacy that built to a crescendo yesterday of Joe Biden declaring that half of America are the most extreme political movement of the modern era. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did, and uh, we're going to discuss it at great length, because what the president said yesterday was patently disgusting, or what he read off the teleprompter anyway, was gross in tarring uh, all right-wing supporters who are opposing uh, the Roe versus Wade situation. But there was Biden saying, you know, Joe McUnity, the guy that was going to bring the country together, saying half of you are a bunch of racists. Biden is such a disaster. He really is. We'll discuss it at 888-788. Nine nine one zero. If you want to try to calm me down because the champ is not happy. Although I will say I'm happy to be down in Tampa. We made it last night and uh, it is a big night tonight at the Tampa Improv. Uh, Just so everybody understands, uh, live comedy is not SeaWorld. If you sit in the front, you're not allowed to run on stage and touch the animals. You do have to remain in your seats. Uh, You can't like tackle me. Uh, Dave Chappelle style, although I should warn you, too, as like a Fox News radio host, as a guy who's seen on Fox around the world, most of my supporters are big 2A Second Amendment supporters. So odds are if you charge the stage, you're in more trouble than I am. So play a little defense if you're coming down to the Improv tonight. If you want to get one of the last few tickets, I do believe you can get them at ImprovTampa.com. And if you don't make it into the show, we are having a meet and greet tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. at Due Amice Pizza and Pasta Bar in Ebor and uh, Ebor is swanky. It's not too far. It's actually where the comedy club is. Good cigar crowd down there, and we will certainly be there tonight burning it down. But right now, Joe Biden, your commander-in-chief, really burning down the country with some of that disgusting rhetoric. Here's the deal, man. Okay, I've been keeping you up to speed on this SCOTUS leak all week long, and the one thing I've been really trying to do, and I, I mean it, I pride myself on this, is I'm trying to give you the most accurate and honest assessment of what's going on with the SCOTUS leak, with what this, you know, indicates or is indicative of, you know, in terms of them issuing some type of a ruling in June. I'm trying to give you all the facts of the actual science behind abortion, and I'm asking you to think for yourself. What's going on on the left, just so we're all on the same page, so I'm not talking about facts. They're not talking to you about the science behind abortion. They're not even talking to you about the truth behind the court's decision. They are just flat out lying to people to get them worked up. Because here's the deal. Okay, we've got a midterm election coming right now. And I really mean this. You need to know this from a political standpoint. The Democrats can't run on anything. They can't run on anything. 
Okay, inflation is at a 40-year high. Gas is outrageous. The only thing higher than gas are the people who think Biden's doing a good job right now. Okay, the border is being completely overrun. And by the way, we have a 32-year high in murders. Okay, so what the Democrats are doing right now is rather than running on the specifics of their record or even the specifics of this SCOTUS leak that, again, was leaked in an unprecedented way that should find the leaker in jail for a good long time. I agree with that. Okay, but the bottom line is rather than running on the specifics of anything, they're trying to convince you that everything, literally everything, is under attack in this country. Tell it like it is. Okay, and we'll start there with Joe Biden, because this is outrageous gaslighting by the president. And he was speaking yesterday. He said, the MAGA crowd. Now, never mind. The MAGA crowd did not issue this memo about Roe v. Wade, but we'll get into the people who did. But he says, the MAGA crowd is the most extreme political organization in history. I got to be honest with you. I think like the Klan, I think the Weather Underground, I think they'd like to have a word. Uh, But nonetheless, okay, never let the facts get in the way of some more good political gaslighting, which is all Joe Biden does. This is clip one. What happens if you have a state change the law saying that 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 children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Like he tries to catch his remarks. All right, maybe not the worst in history. Maybe not as bad as the people who fought for slavery. But the modern equivalent is what he's saying with a straight face. And this is, again, the guy who promised to govern for all Americans. I'm going to bring the country together. I'm going to work as hard for the guys who didn't vote for me as I am for the guys who did. Says the guy who just told you with a straight face that half of the country is the the worst (laughs) political organization in American history. We're worse than the people who own slaves. You're worse than the Democrats. In the 17 Jim Crow states, that denied black people the right to vote through violence, through literacy tests, through poll tests, through dogs and mobs and Bull Connor. You're worse than them if you're in the MAGA crowd, according to Joe Biden. Just what an absolute piece of I mean, garbage, man. And understand, they're lying to you, okay? They are not commenting on what, like, Republicans say. They're not commenting on what the court is saying. They're commenting on what they want people to believe is actually being said. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. A good example of where I am. I'm broadcasting from Florida today. The don't say gay bill. Okay, that characterization, that is their words. That is not the bill's words. Correct the mundo. Okay, the bill doesn't even mention the word gay. But do you see how they slander the other side? Because they're not interested in a substantive debate because the substance doesn't support them. They'd much rather run on, Florida hates gay people, than run on, we want to teach your kindergartner sex ed. And then we want to introduce gender conflict into his life. Nobody wants to run on that with a straight face. You'd never hire a babysitter that was like, yeah, go out and enjoy the movie. I'll teach your kids sex ed. We'll watch a little porn. And when that's done, we'll tell him if he likes the girl part better than the boy part, he can go ahead and switch genders. We'll just tell him right then and there. That's what's going on in their party. They're not running on their record. They're running on what they claim our record is. 
Okay, no different than the SCOTUS leak, because if you read the draft, the leaked draft, which again is a criminal act that should end with the person who leaked it behind bars. Okay, when you look at the leaked draft opinion, it goes out of its way to articulate that Roe was on shaky legal ground and it was put into law under auspices that were less than, you know, pillars of legal uh, of legal fairness, of legal integrity. And despite it standing for 50 years, they said if, in fact, Roe gets struck down, they specifically say, specifically, that this is not an indicator of anything that would happen to gay marriage or any other court-settled issues. Oh, wow! But they're not having that conversation. Again, they are not reacting to what the court said. They're reacting to what they want people to believe the court said. Oh, if they get rid of Roe v. Wade and it goes back to the states, say bye-bye to gay marriage. White kids and black kids won't go to school anymore, okay? Gay kids and straight kids won't be allowed in the same classroom. Democrats are so full of crap. Just straight garbage. This is garbage. I do a very polite radio show. You know I do. Okay, I say every day, you're not my enemy if you disagree with me. We, at the end of the day, we all play for the same American team, and if you're a Democrat, I'm a Republican. That's how I roll. I don't care. I'm not looking to make enemies on the air. I'm not a shock jock. I'm talented enough that I don't need to do cheap stunts to get relevance. I'll just sit here and, and do the <laughs> – I'll just sit here and do the <laughs> out of this show to the whole world's caught up to our movement, and they're catching up pretty fast, mind you. But the point is, as polite as I am and as tolerant as I am as a talk show host, I'm not an activist, this really is, it's garbage. It's garbage. And as far as all of these claims, oh, you know, first it's abortion, then they're going after the gays. Wrong. Dude, Donald Trump appointed Rick Grinnell to what was at the time the highest ranking position for a gay man in the history of our government. Yeah, the highest position a gay man in our government has ever held, held by Rick Grinnell at the time. Did anybody on the Democratic Party say a word about that? The answer would be no. Of course not. But they're willing to tell you Donald Trump is anti-gay and so are all of his supporters. And we're coming to get you gay people. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Florida, which is their political bullseye seven days a week, third biggest gay population in America. More gay people moving to Florida than any other state in the country. Now, I'm going to go on on a limb and say that if the gay population felt oppressed by Florida and Republicans, probably wouldn't be moving here in record numbers right now. But again, never let the facts get in the way of a good political gaslighting. This is disgusting. Okay, Trump came out, by the way, in favor of gay marriage 10 years before Barack Obama did, if you're keeping score at home. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But really understand that. Trump, in going to Elton John's wedding, to David Furnish, and throwing his support behind gay marriage, all the way back in 2005, was nearly 10 full years ahead of Barack Obama. But here are the Democrats again. They're going after Roe because they want to get to the gays. Then they want to get to the... You know, mixed marriages. Clarence Thomas, who's married to a white woman, wants to strike down interracial marriage. This is what they're saying. Okay, and understand, the real issue, again and again and again, and this matters and it needs to be said, Roe v. Wade became a thing in our country because of the court. Okay, now it will have to remain a thing at the state level because of the voters. Do you follow me? Okay, the court made this a law in this country. Not you, not me. We didn't vote on this. 
okay? You can tell me about all kinds of manipulative polling. You can show me a poll that says 70% of people want Roe to be upheld. But I can show you a poll that says 80% of people want the laws to be scaled back dramatically. Now, we can all sit here and stick to our own poll. But the point is, if we're having an honest conversation in this moment, nobody's mentioning the science and nobody in the Democratic Party. I'm going to play you some disgusting sound. And I mean nobody is having an honest showing any regard at all, any at all, for the kids that are being killed, for the 60 million babies that have been killed since this went into law at a time when we didn't have as much science on it as we do now. Okay, the science we now have at our disposal makes abortion the biggest human rights atrocity since slavery. A hundred years from now, it will end really badly for everybody who threw their weight behind this because we know we're committing infanticide. We have legalized infanticide. We have abortion laws in this country that are on a level with China and North Korea, two of the biggest human rights abusers in the world. Think about that. North Korea, where Kim Jong-un feeds his relatives to dogs, shoots them with anti-aircraft guns. China, committing an ethnic genocide, according to the U.N. Human Rights Council. And when they're not doing that, they've got six-year-olds sewing LeBron James's sneakers in the Nike plant. Okay, that's who we are prioritizing the value of human life with right now. And it's patently disgusting, not nearly as disgusting uh, rhetorically is what Joe Biden just said, but again and again and again, if you just want to have an honest conversation, because it's all I want to have with you, man, okay, Roe versus Wade, it became a thing because of the court. It would have to remain a thing because of the voters. So when the Democrats are saying, oh, repealing Roe versus Wade, that's going to be the end of democracy. No, 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 no. Sending it back to the states is not the end of democracy. It's the beginning of democracy and the Democrats are horrified. You're absolutely right. The critics have spoken. You snotty little bastard. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're down in Tampa. Going to be hanging out in Ybor City tonight at the Improv, 7.30 show, Cinco de Mayo. And it's going to get rowdy. I am on an Amish rum springer. I am off the farm for 72 hours. And uh, all Jenny Fela expects of me is that I make it back alive. Uh, and I, do, I do so without us being the guardians of a second child. Uh, i got to play some defense in the uh, marital game. Uh, but we will not be playing any defense at the bar, nor will we be playing any on the stage. Uh, but right now, Jen Psaki. You remember her? She's, of course, your White House press secretary for the moment. She is signed a deal at MSNBC. She will be heading over there shortly. And I know you saw me take a picture with her in Washington uh, last Friday night. We were at that big cocktail party for the correspondence dinner. And I told you the truth, man. I don't hate Jen Psaki. I don't hate any of these people. And I don't want you to hate them either. I am trying to lead by example. When I meet these people, I'm nice. I'm not trying to create a country full of children tattling on each other, because that's what we've done for the last five years. Mom, they don't vote the way I do. Chase them out of the restaurant. Mom, (laughs) they don't want to kill 60 million babies, so let's call them racist, white supremacist, homophobes. I mean, that's what's going on. So Jen Psaki was asked by my main man, Peter Ducey, 
uh, which state is actually trying to do what Biden said, which is segregate LGBTQ children in the classrooms? Uh, not much of an answer out of Saki. It's clip two. Which state is trying to segregate LGBTQ children in the classroom? Well, I think we've seen laws that are incredibly discriminatory. That's what the president's referring to. And the fact that uh, he doesn't know what additional steps could be taken by extreme wings of the party that would rather divide uh, rather than work on issues that the American people actually are focused on and actually impacting them. Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. So understand what she's saying there is no answer. Peter Ducey said, hey, which states are doing what Biden says they're doing? Did Saki answer with the state? The answer would be no. No. Uh, again, I just want an honest conversation. My job, okay, I'm a talk show host. I'll give you everything going on in the world. Make your own opinion. I'm going to share mine, but I don't require you to agree to tune in, nor, nor do I agree. You require you to agree to call in. I don't care. It's not what the show is, man. Um, but here's the thing. When she lies the way she lies, it's a have-it-both-ways situation because she's placating the left who really is convinced Republicans are out to get them. Oh, you're all going down if they repeal Roe versus Wade. Yo, just so you know, if they strike down Roe versus Wade again and again and again, just so we're all on the same page, it goes back to the states. It does not become illegal to get an abortion. It becomes the people's choice on how it will be restricted, if at all. I got news for you. In New York and California, they're disgusting. They'll let you board a third grader if you want to. I mean, they're disgusting. The law they passed in Colorado is disgusting. We're talking about killing children 30 weeks after they can, excuse me, I want to be fair, 20 weeks after they can live outside the mother, okay? 30 weeks after they are a fully formed body with hands and feet, we're talking about killing children. This is barbaric, and it's disgusting. And it has to be said, again, I understand there's nuance to the abortion debate, and I have not lied to you. I don't. Abortion's not going away. It's going to be there in some states. In a perfect world, it's going to be dramatically restricted to those first few weeks where we really have informed a child. I'm saying that's my perfect world scenario. I'm not going to kid myself into thinking there'll be no abortion at all, and I'm not going to kid you. And we do need to be honest with each other. If there is physically no access to abortion, as much as pro-life people think that's the be-all, end-all, and I get why you would, I agree with you in policy, I'm talking to you about practicality and that that would ultimately lead to other offshoot health issues for women. That being said, let's also not pretend women don't have other options like contraception and birth control and IUDs. Or if you just hang around with guys that look like me and my producer, you're not going to want to sleep with anybody anyway. But you're not going on a sex strike. Joy Behar is. And we're going to discuss it when we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share.
Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And normally, watching the view can be hazardous to your health. But yesterday, I want to highlight something. Was the rare day, was the rare day, where if you watch the view, you actually came away with some joy for your investment of time. The view is awful. It is. But if you were watching Joy uh, Behar yesterday and her reaction to the abortion situation, there's no way you watched that and didn't laugh at for a multitude of reasons. I'll share mine after this. It's clip 18. Women in the world have conducted sex strikes in history. In 2003, huh? a sex strike, a strike helped, helped to end Liberia's brutal civil war. Yes, and the woman who, charged, who started it was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. In 2009, Kenyan women enforced a sex ban until political infighting ceased. Within one week, there was a stable government. Okay, so we have more power than we think we have. And some of it could be right in the bedroom. (laughs) The most awkward part of that clip I just played is if you hear the applause, the person clapping the loudest is her husband. He's actually jumping out of his seat like, yeah, you tell him, Joy, sex strike. No more sex for you, girl. Then he went right back to you porn and was like, oh, thank God. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. (laughs) We need a sex strike, girls. Hey, well. Since we're having this conversation, a sex strike, one way to avoid getting pregnant, if we're going to be honest. Bingo. I mean, you could. Abstinence is an option. I'm not telling you you have to take it. I'm not telling you it's the be-all, end-all. But again, think of who the extremists are here. You've got one side on the right saying, let's let the people vote on this. And the people will come up with what they come up with and whatever the restrictions happen to be. Democracy at work. America. And that being said, we still want you to have your right to every form of contraception. Birth control, help you not get pregnant. Condoms, help you not get pregnant. You know, put it in an IUD, help you not get pregnant. You can have all of these options to avoid pregnancy without killing a baby. That's our side, our side. You can have as many of those options as you want. You want your birth control, you want your IUD, you want condoms. Heck, uh, most Republicans would let you take the morning after pill. That being said... Okay, we don't want you killing a baby. We're being portrayed as the extremist in this conversation right now. That's that's what they're positing here with Joy Behar in the view. Oh, we got the extremists over there, said the woman who wants you to kill babies. Here's the rest of her talking about where this goes next. Clip 19. My worry is that this is just the beginning. Next, they'll go after gay marriage and, and maybe maybe uh, uh, the board, the, what is it, Brown versus Board of Education. Yeah. They already eroded our voting rights a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I see some, I see fascism down the line here. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Wow. Trump man. Shots fired. I see fascism down the line here. Yo, we're living in the death of shame. 
people, there are people in our world that are in high-profile positions of media and politics, they don't actually feel shame. Like, they, they're beyond dignity. These are sociopaths. The, again, we're never, when it comes to the left, we're never discussing what the right said. We're discussing what the left wants you to believe the right said. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. That's what we're discussing here. Okay, and when it comes to the Supreme Court, we don't know which judge said what yet. We don't know. We have a leaked draft, an Alito opinion. Okay, but we haven't heard the words of the rest of the court. We don't know which way the court is voting on this. But we do know in the document we're working with, they specifically go out of their way to say this ruling does not affect other rulings. He knows what he's talking about. Yet they have still mobilized because, again, they're protecting the world against extremism. You know those people over there that don't want to kill babies? They're extreme. You know, it's the, the basic and decent side that wants to kill the babies. You know, don't you get it? You know the side over there that says put it up for a vote? They're destroying democracy. Not our side that says there should be no vote at all. It's the ones that want you voting. Like, down is up, up is down, the sky is green. That's what they're trying to convince you. This is insanity. This is no different than up until a week ago, men could get pregnant. That is a fact check false. Now all we're hearing about is a woman's rights to choose. Hey, whoa, what happened to a man's right to choose? Supposing I want to drop a baby out of my pee hole. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on vacation. This is a little sophomoric. But, I mean, think about it. Where else are we birthing the baby from? But with a straight face, we have had to dignify the reality that men could get pregnant until the political liability slapped the Democrats in the face, and now we're back to a woman's right to choose. You know what else we're back to? Hilariously, my body, my choice, which is just the funniest saying ever uttered by people who were just forcing you to get a vaccine in your body when it wasn't your choice. No, no, you shut up and get the vaccine. I don't want to hear a word about your body and your wishes. You got to do it for your fellow man. Kamala says it says so in the Bible. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! But when it comes to abortion, where there actually are more than one body involved, it is their body, their choice. Hey, can the kid have a choice, Democrats? The answer would be no. Disgusting. And you want to know what's really disgusting for all the talk about extremism? Okay, here's a story that really does speak to who the Democrats are when it comes to political violence and mob rule and everything in between. You know, when January 6th happened, it was disgusting. I was on the air, and I was like, good God, this is really like a, a, another low point for our country. Okay, it, a bunch of lunatics storming the Capitol in Chewbacca bikinis. <laughs> but understand, when it happened, we condemned it in real time because we condemn political violence of all sizes and shapes. Okay, it's a Dr. Seuss book for me. I, you know, I condemn political violence on a boat, on a goat, on a train, on a plane. You know, th anywhere you want to go. Okay, I condemn political violence. But the Democrats who told you, oh, January 6th, we've never seen anything like this in our lives. Yo, hold on. Excuse me. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Work with me for a second here. We've never seen anything like January 6th in our lives. <laughs> Yo, during the George Floyd riot that preceded January 6th, remember CNN told you they were fiery but mostly peaceful protests? People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. Okay, they were in Washington, D.C., attacking the White House to the point that the president had to be ushered into a bunker by the Secret Service, at which point the Democrats began derisively calling him Bunker Boy. Oh, look at Trump. 
He doesn't want to sit there and get hit with rocks and bricks that were thrown at the White House. That's who they are. They burnt down 12 cities. They burnt down, I mean, major portions of cities and predominantly black-owned businesses. In the near north of Minneapolis, they burnt down 100 black-owned businesses. And guess what kind of damage that does to the black community? In protesting racism, you hurt the black community because you weren't in it for the black community. You were in it for yourselves. Correct the mundo. Understand, when you burn down businesses, okay, and the cameras go home and the ratings go down, okay, you know what goes up? Crime and poverty. There's a direct correlation between high rates of violent crime and low rates of economic opportunity. If there's less ways to make money legally, any race or gender is going to be more likely to resort to illegal means of gain. That's just the way it works. The George Floyd riots, the end result of which was a huge corporate shakedown, Black Lives Matter getting rich buying a bunch of mansions in Beverly Hills, where they're now getting the cops called on them by the same white liberal ladies who donated out of white guilt. Okay, there's nothing to show for the Black Lives Matter in that summer that saw 42 people die and $2 billion in property damage. There's nothing to show for it unless you count cutting Aunt Jemima's descendants out of royalty fees, cutting Uncle Ben's rice out of royalty fees, and throwing Mrs. Butterworth's family out of royalty fees. Other than that, that's the only racial justice, and I'm using air quotes largely on this one, that we have to show for it. But here comes the left who condemns political violence if somebody storms the Capitol, and so do I, but they don't condemn it when it comes to their own agenda. Leftist groups are using underhanded tactics after the leak of... Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito's draft opinion in a landmark case that could bring down Roe versus Wade. There is a group of left-wing activists. They're organizing under the name Ruth Sent Us. You know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the woman who was against court packing. The woman who, oh, by the way, said that Roe versus Wade was written on a shaky legal precedent. Think about that. Well, anyway, okay, these activists are doxing, giving out the published home addresses of the conservative justices, not the Democratic ones. And again, we don't even know who voted which way. All we know right now is the addresses of Amy Coney Barrett, John Roberts, Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, and Neil Gorsuch are all online. And their website says our 6-3 to extremist Supreme Court routinely issues rulings that hurt women, racial minorities, LGBTQ and immigrant rights. We must rise up to force accountability using a diversity of tactics, which is a code word for what? Violence. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. They are calling for violence. They are calling for protests on May 11th, next Wednesday, May 11th. I'll be at the Stands Comedy Club in New York City if you want to see me and the great Bonnie McFarlane ripping it up. But the rest of these jackasses will be assembling outside of SCOTUS Justice Homes. Okay, that is disgusting. That is not democracy. That is not civil debate. That is the exact reason why this document was leaked. They wanted to put pressure on the justices before this opinion was official. That's what they did. That's why the person should be in jail. Understand, in the history of the court, go all the way back to Roe if you want to talk about controversial issues. Okay, the draft opinions that made Roe v. Wade the law of the land were not leaked by the right. No matter what the courts thought of them, back then we had a thing in this country. It was called integrity. 
I know I'm old-fashioned. I'm out of step. It's, it's throwback Thursday. What can I say? I'm bringing back integrity for the purposes of this conversation. Okay? But the God's honest truth is there's none left in this country. What the hell is the world coming to? Really think about that. So the people who are like, oh, political violence, that's bad. We need to put fences around Washington. Domestic terrorism, white supremacist domestic terrorism is the biggest threat to our homeland. (laughs) Yeah, the biggest threat to our homeland always has been and always will continue to be liberals not getting their way. Okay, understand, in New York City on election night, my headquarters, Fox News, a place where I'm so proud to work, man. It's what an awesome place. And on election night, what did we do? What did we do? We boarded up our entire building. Okay, we had security barriers surrounding our entire building. Why? Because if the party of peace and tolerance didn't get their way, we were going to have an actual attack on our building. Okay, that's what was going. Oh, that's it. Fox News, time to break windows. Because we believe, we believe all of the that we make up that Fox News says. You know, when I was sitting there at the White House Correspondents Center the other night, and I told you Joe Biden called out Fox News, he's like, well, you know, if you, if you want to know about getting vaxxed and boosted, ask all the Fox News reporters that are here, because they're all vaxxed and boosted. <laughs> Yo, I posted my invitation to the White House Correspondents Dinner on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. We didn't have to be vaxxed and boosted. We did have to show proof of a positive COVID, uh, negative COVID test. Although most of the people who went there now have proof of a co- positive COVID test because the vaccine does not stop you from getting and spreading COVID. But the point is they were piggybacking off of a lie, off of a lie that Fox News is anti-vax. You don't have any footage of a single solitary Fox News person saying don't get this vaccine. But again, the Democrats don't run on what Republicans say. They don't run on what Fox News says. They run on what they're trying to convince the rest of the world that the Republicans and Fox News said. That's where we are in this disgusting moment. Okay, the people who want you to believe they're all for love and peace and tolerance are organizing a violent attack on Supreme Court justices so they can try and get their way. And I'm just telling you, as somebody who actually gives a you know what about this country, okay, that cannot be the standard operating procedure, whether I agree with what the court's doing or not. Okay, in this instance, who the Democrats are, and you have to know this, these are children. These are people whose emotions are their facts. The people leading these charges and saying gay marriage is going to go away and, you know, integrated classrooms are going to go away, those are children. They're just stomping their feet, throwing fits, demanding they get their way. And if they don't get their way, they're now promising to assemble outside judges' houses and pressure them. Folks, that's garbage, and I'm going to call it out every time. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Lara Trump is on the show today. She's coming up in the next hour. My pal, Lara Trump, going to be here as well as Gianna Caldwell, a 
guy who co-hosted the Big Saturday, Big Sunday show with you last week. Uh, next week, oh my gosh, you guys, you want an exclusive? You know how I tell you guys things you're not supposed to know? I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. Hold on a second. So next week I'm on Gutfeld. That's Tuesday night, May the 10th. Hooray. And you'll catch me on America's Newsroom and Kennedy and everything in between. You might even catch me on Tucker. You never know. With any luck. Uh, but here's the thing. This I can confirm. On Thursday, Thursday, May the 19th, uh, in the Fox News studios back in New York, I will become the first comedian uh, to do live stand-up in Gutfeld's new New York studio. How about that? How about us? Look at that, you guys. The Fox Across America movement making moves, man. That's a big one. That's a really high honor. The new studio is dope. Uh, I have not been in it for a show, but I've been in it, and it's nice. And uh, it is a, it's a very high honor, man. Me and Greg talk a lot of smack about each other all the time on the air. Uh, you know, we're cordial off the air. I wouldn't say we like each other. But uh, we get by. We make it work. I'm kidding. But uh, it's a really big deal uh, to have that opportunity. That's Thursday night, May the 19th. I will be out there. Uh, doing, performing the thing that got me into this mess. Understand, I was driving a cab and doing stand-up in New York City. This all started because Kennedy, one of her bookers, saw me in a comedy club and was like, hey, you should come on TV. And I was like, wait, what? The next thing you know, I was, you know, doing TV on Fox all the time, and then I started writing Kennedy's show, and then I just had to sit there and hold it together while she did her monologues. Thanks, big government weenuses. <laughs> she cracks me up all the time. Uh, but I owe it all to her. That's where it started. And obviously I've gotten some rocket fuel dumped on my career by Greg and everybody else here at Fox. And it's been amazing. But uh, Thursday night, May the 19th, I'm pumped up for that, man. So tonight at the Improv is a little bit of training, uh, getting back into the comedy gym. It's going to be a good one. And then uh, we'll be on live TV for the world to see. Millions and millions of people watching your buddy, uh, a former New York City cab driver, bring down the house. Hopefully I don't bring down my career in the process. You know, it's live television. That's the joy of live television is uh, you really can make the kind of moves that get you into the penthouse. But there is also the potential to get you thrown off the side of the building into one of those puddles of pee in Times Square. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes it is. Yes it is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting today from Tampa Bay. We're down in sunny Florida. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up in this hour. Lara Trump, her highness of the hoop earrings, my on-again, off-again radio co-host, returns to the show. We're getting the band back together to sing the hits. And it's going to be a wild one because dig this Willard Mitt Romney. Do you remember that fella? Ran for president in 2012, said he was going to be the president. Wrong. No, he wasn't quite the president. Uh, but he did become a guy uh, after that attempt uh, who was a vocal critic of Donald Trump, a member of the United States Senate from Utah, and a guy who frequently has tried to carve out territory as a go-against-the-grain Republican, a little bit of a maverick, a little bit of a John McCain. And Mitt Romney, who has delighted, delighted in trying to hold on to some adulation from the left while simultaneously remaining active in the Republican Party, was forced to find Jesus a little bit late in the service last night, uh, telling Politico that it seems more and more likely that Donald Trump, his arch-nemesis, the reason he actually got into the Senate, is going to be the Republican nominee in 2024. Now, why is this significant? I'll tell you why. And this is a really funny comeuppance from Mitt Romney. Okay, Mitt Romney 
if you remember, when he ran for Obama and lost. And let's be honest, Barack Obama, not the best candidate in the world. You know, if, <laughs> if, if we're being honest, Barack Obama was not the best president on the planet heading into his second term. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the bottom line is, no president in history, in history, are you following? No president in history lost his party more seats at a national level and a state level than Barack Obama. Correct the mundo. Okay, his leadership, his pivot to the far left, his radical expansion of our government cost his party a mountain of seats in Washington, D.C., okay, because of how far left he took the country. Now, in the process of running left, he happened to run into Mitt Romney along the way, and he beat Mitt Romney up pretty good, you know, in that election. Why? Because he turned Mitt Romney's assets against him. Rather than running, as Mitt Romney should have, on, hey, I've managed in the private sector big companies. I've made a ton of money. I saved the Olympics. I was a Republican governor in liberal Massachusetts. I can get things done across the aisle. Mitt Romney didn't run on that. He ran away from his success. He was like, what do you mean? I'm not, you know, they keep saying I'm so rich I can't be president because I'm out of touch with the American people. Here's a question for you. When was the last time you had a president who was living in his car? You know, they're all out of touch with the American people. They're loaded. Okay, either that or they're establishment politicians who live in a Washington Beltway bubble and have no connection to you or me. What Donald Trump did right as a candidate is he was what a lot of people considered to be a blue-collar billionaire in that he could say things that were relatable to the common man. A lot of it had to do with the fact that he didn't have a filter. Donald Trump just said what was on his mind. Okay, and people loved it. He oftentimes communicated at a seventh grade level where he was attacking people, you know, (laughs) throwing people out of his rallies. Get him out of here. Get him out. You know, that went on. Okay, Trump was this different thing. And the reason he was a different thing is because Mitt Romney's campaign greatly informed his rather than apologizing for his successes. Donald Trump ran on wealth porn. He ran like he was a rapper for president. He would park his jet on the runway, set up a podium in front of it, and have his supermodel wife walk out in the highest heels you ever seen and introduce him. And people were like, yo, <laughs> this is a thing. And Donald Trump won the presidency by understanding the American people who do not demonize wealth. They aspire to it. I tell you this all the time. The great divide in our politics is one of victorhood versus victimhood victorhood let's conquer let's get rich let's make this money girl victimhood ah we're all screwed the deck is stacked let the government handle your issues government is not the solution to our problem government is the problem and like ronald reagan before him donald trump understood that now mitt romney who just couldn't fathom nor could john mccain and and god rest his soul the late great john mccain Okay, and I'm obviously very good friends with Meghan McCain and her husband, Ben Dominich, and I I love them, and I think the world of them. Uh, But I do think, you know, there's an old adage that the presidency, they say, is a disease that is only curable by death. And what that means is if you really, really want to be president, okay, it torments you until the day you die, assuming you don't get to become president. Okay, same. And I mean that people who want to be president, who've just decided somewhere along the way that it was their birthright to be president obsess on it on such an unholy level 
okay, that it will be one of the final thoughts on their mind on the day they leave this earth. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Okay, that's how it works. They are obsessed with the presidency. Well, Mitt Romney, watching Donald Trump win the presidency, decided he was going to begin his own journey towards the presidency. He, if you remember, after trashing Trump on the campaign trail, he is a charlatan. He is a con man. Those were his actual words. This guy will say anything. And he did. He said anything you could think of about Donald Trump. And the minute Trump won the White House, he showed up hat in hand asking for a job. That's just how white folks will do you. Don't ever forget those pictures where Donald Trump took Mitt Romney out for a stake at the Trump International in New York City and let him get photographed for all the cameras. And then he had him at his resort in Bedminster, where Mitt Romney walked in and interviewed again for the possibility of being Secretary of State. And Donald Trump humiliated him. The guy who trashed him, he let him show up with his resume and grovel for a job only not to give it to them. Believe me, that was humiliating to Mitt Romney. So what did he do? He said, I'll tell you what, Trump, I'll get into the government and I'm going to make my own comeback. And he went back to Utah, where his dad had been the governor previously, and he ran for Senate and won, thinking he was going to make his way back towards the nomination Maybe in 2024, maybe in 2028. No chance. He's alienated most of the Republican Party because he's not fighting the way people want him to. Mitt Romney is more of an establishment shill, go along to get along, let's make nice with the Democrats, than he is these are the core conservative principles that make America great. We must fight for them at all costs. Mitt Romney was the only dirtbag to vote to remove Donald Trump, okay, to convict him in the second impeachment trial, which, let's be very clear, was absurd. Okay, the guy had already left office, and they were literally impeaching him anyway, just so they could make political hay, so they could tar every single person who voted for him as a insurrectionist at the Capitol. That was the whole point of the second impeachment. If they got that conviction, they could say, see, Trump was wrong, and so was everybody who voted for them. Let's never vote Republican again. Unfortunately, it backfired. It backfired so much so that it got Trump thrown off Twitter, which was the worst thing that has ever happened to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. Tell it like it is. Why was it the worst thing that ever happened to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party? Because instead of obsessing over Trump in every news cycle, we started to have substantive conversations about what was going on in Washington. And what was going on in Washington, okay, if you really want to talk about this and you want to talk about it fairly, understand. That if presidencies are a road trip in the family truckster, Joe Biden behind the wheel has basically been Yo, inflation is at a 40-year high again and again and again. This is a very flippant show. I laugh at a lot of big problems, not because I don't take them serious, but because it's the only way I can cope with the frustration I feel knowing what people go through when they're really struggling to get by. On fixed incomes, low incomes, remember, I am the brokest human being you've ever met. I have been so broke driving a taxi with a newborn at home, a wife who was not working at the time while I was out there working 84, 85 hours a week. And let's be very clear, Jenny wasn't sitting home watching Real Housewives episodes. She was running the house. Jenny does everything. She's a farm girl, okay? In addition to being a teacher, she's making cakes. She's, you know, repurposing furniture. She's, she's doing everything but me. I kid. We, we get together once in a while if she behaves well. But the point is, okay, My wife being a superhero 
And me, you know, having a little bit of a work ethic, powered us through one of the most tumultuous economic uh, (laughs) adventures I've ever seen as a New York City cab driver making no money and getting less sleep than I was pay. Okay, it was bad. So I have so much empathy on this silly show where we try to take the issue serious without taking ourselves seriously. But they are so brazenly disregarding the plight of the people in this country at a leadership level in this administration that not even Democrats want to campaign with Joe Biden. Okay, so when you hear Mitt Romney, a guy who has made a career out of hating Donald Trump in Washington, albeit a brief one, albeit a mildly irrelevant one, okay, that's a Mitt Romney who was hoping he could be the presidential nominee for the Republican Party in 2024. It's not, not even Pee Wee Herman thinks that's a realistic possibility. He has the same odds of getting elected as Hansy Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! But I want you to check this out because it's so telling. The reason Mitt Romney says, well, it's Trump's presidency to win, is he realizes the Democrats have already lost it. Okay, here's Tim Ryan from Ohio, who is, of course, now going to be in a very heated Senate race in Ohio against J.D. Vance, a Trump-endorsed candidate. Okay, J.D. Vance, a guy who was down double digits a month ago, actually won the nomination, the Republican primary, because of Donald Trump's endorsement. There's no way around that. Donald Trump's word carries a lot of weight with Republican voters, and it's only gotten stronger by Biden's leadership. Understand, Trump, by all intents and purposes, for all intents and purposes, should have been finished after January 6th. They got an impeachment trial. Everybody's mad at him. He didn't concede the election. Rudy Giuliani's out there with his hair dye dripping all over him in front of a, you know, a fish place in Philadelphia claiming fraud in front of a microphone, but going into court and not claiming fraud in front of a judge. Trump and the Republican Party became a bit of a laughingstock in a post-January 6th world. Okay, but Biden has governed so horrifically that Barron Trump has a legitimate shot at the White House right now. Okay, if Barron wants to quit playing Call of Duty on Xbox or whatever he's doing at that age, uh, he's got a shot because the Democrats are that bad. Biden's lost his marbles. He's also lost his party. Here's Tim Ryan, who's getting ready to face off against J.D. Vance in the most significant Senate race in the country this fall. He is asked if he'll campaign with Joe Biden, and he won't say yes. Clip 31. But I heard you in an interview today really not answer if you want President Biden on the campaign trail in Ohio, the sitting president of the United States. I didn't hear an answer to that. Do you or do you not? I, my answer was I want to be the face of this campaign and I don't want any distractions. Uh, I'm tired of the Democrat Republican thing. I want us to move forward together. And, and start to heal and rebuild the middle class and beat China. And I want to be the face and the voice of this campaign. And I don't want any distractions. I don't need anybody to prop me up like J.D. Vance did. Even from the sitting president of the, the United line. States of your party, right? I'm sorry? Even from the sitting president of the United States of your party, who you well, voted we, we, we'll with 100% decision. of the time. We'll make that decision uh, as the uh, campaign continues. You were lying your ass up. Yo, did you hear that? Did you hear Brett Baer? Brett Baer is respected as anybody in cable news. Anybody. Okay, if you were going to rank the pantheon of people who go in front of a, ta- a camera and talk about the news, Brett Baer is number, probably number one by default over Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino because they have me on their show. 
the minute Brett Baer, if he ever started booking me, he's going to fall in the rankings just like they did. But absent them booking me, Hammer, Perino, and Baer are like, you know, that is the Mount Rushmore of cable news integrity right there. The best of the absolute best. And when he's asking Tim Ryan that question, you understand, Brett Baer is not a right-wing troll. He just wants the truth. And what Tim Ryan is saying in that moment by not giving him a straight answer is, you know, what everybody knows to be true. Okay. We have a president that is clearly not all there. He doesn't want Biden anywhere near him because, number one, we've got a guy who often quits talking in the middle of a sentence. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with, uh, I don't know, uh, So there's that, and oftentimes when he does finish the sentence, it's not with a real word. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. So you've got the whole engine running nobody behind the wheel thing. But the problem is, on the rare occasion where he does get behind the wheel, Okay, Joe Biden is, in fact, running the country. Unfortunately, it's being run into the ground. Taking the edge off one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Introducing the all-new Woke Disney World, the first theme park to dump identity politics on all its guests. Mom, can I hit the boys' room? Sorry, honey, it's the they's room. Let me explain this to you one more time. It's okay, Mickey. I'll handle it. All of our rides have been updated, so our Woke employees won't flip out on us. From Snow White and the Seven Genders... I don't understand. ...to it's a small reassignment surgery after all. That was the weirdest boat ride ever. Woke Disney World. We've transitioned to a new business model, but the goal remains the same. All right now, get out there and make me some damn money! Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Tickets on sale for Woke Disney World. Everything woke turns to Okay, Peter Ducey was bringing up the wokeness, uh, talking about the president's shifting rhetoric with Jen Psaki. Here she is responding to questions. Because if you remember, okay, Peter Ducey confronted Psaki. I played this clip earlier. Wanting to know which actual states are segregating children as the president says they are. Was she able to answer the question? The answer would be no. But she did try to explain why his rhetoric has been what it was. Here it is, clip three. You've heard him say, and maybe back more to the campaign trail, less as president, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. Uh, And I would expect you will hear him uh, with that mantra much more out there um, over the next coming months. Um, You know, he is um, so he has been struck clearly because he has talked about this, as you mentioned, Caitlin, this morning. And he also has made comments over the last several days about um, the direction of some in the Republican Party, the MAGA direction of some in the Republican 
Republican Party, and he's been struck by uh, the hold his predecessor seems to have on far too many members, not all, but far too many members of the party. Uh, and what we're seeing, uh, the latest antics, uh, are, make clear that they are at war with Mickey Mouse. Uh, they're against allowing women to make choices about their own health care, against lowering the cost of prescription drugs. And if that remains their platform, the president's view is that is out of whack with the mainstream of the country. I mean, come on, man. Really think about that for a second. Okay, we're talking about a woman who's saying with a straight face, the Republicans are at war with Mickey Mouse. That is a fact check false. Just so we're all on the same page here, okay, for the billionth time, okay, the Republicans don't care about Mickey Mouse. What they care about is corporations trying to poison the well of political discourse without and out lies. Do you understand? Disney is on the side of it's the don't say gay bill when the bill doesn't even mention the word gay, which is why again and again and again, companies like Disney that go woke end up going broke. Everything woke turns to Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, broadcasting live from Tampa Bay. We're going to be ripping up the Tampa Improv tonight at 730 if you happen to be in the Ebor area. But joining us now on the show is a multimedia sensation of her own. Personally, I don't see the appeal, but I'm always happy to have her on the show. Lara Trump is back. <laughs> Yo, Lara Trump. Hello. One pot I mean, shot. I might start... I, I might start heading towards Tampa. You know, I'm on the other side of uh, of the state of Florida. Right Yo. now I can make it out for the show, maybe just in time. Lara Trump, if you made it to my show at the Tampa Improv tonight, your life would never be the same. So here's the thing. Probably wa- true. No, and, and not in a good way. And not in a good way. <laughs> it's not good. When I leave town, remember I used to make fun of you when you were on the Women for Trump bus, and I was like, all of you moms getting away from your kids, you're just getting trashed and having a good time. And that was probably true. I mean, but you I were just – yeah. yeah, you were being honest. That's right. <laughs> those, those weren't insults. That was more of a documentary yeah. than a comedy I was exactly. feeling. Uh, but I'm the same way. Like when I leave Jenny and Lincoln, it's like an Amish rum springer. All she asks is that I make it home alive and I don't bring a new baby with me. And uh, I'm usually one for two. Uh, but no, when I leave, it gets pretty rowdy. So we're going to have a wild night at the improv. Uh, but I, I'm, it's not, oh. I'm pretty sure it's not why you called up. But can I ask you one question really quick? I would um, love it. Yeah. We, we brought you on to the Beastie Boys because we always bring you on to the coolest music because I, I deep down I, I never want to pay you this compliment but you know I do think you're the coolest I know our, our relationship Obviously, most people do stop <laughs> all right that's a that's enough hold on a second now get her out get her out of here now <laughs> now I'm hitting you with your father-in-law's clips but I, I was thinking that. I was Come thinking on. about oh there you go I was thinking about this if the Beastie Boys put out an album now would they have to be called the Beastie Days because you can't say gender terms <laughs> Yeah, or one of the terms that I really don't even know, the Zs, the Zims. I don't even know what any of this stuff means. I just occasionally hear it if I'm, like, flipping through, you know, Instagram and somebody's making fun of it. But you're probably right. It's highly offensive that they call themselves the Beastie Boys in the same manner. The Spice Girls would have to totally change their tune as well. you, You can't have nice things, and thanks a lot, Democrats, for where we are. The The Spice Thems. That would be amazing. Yeah. You'd have the, the Beastie Zers and the Spice Thems. It's such a dumb and time can, to be alive. It's so dumb. And can I just say, as a, as a grammatical 
I don't want to call myself nerd, but I'm going to just say that I, I love English and grammar and it drives me crazy because there's nothing grammatically correct about utilizing they and them in the senses that we are. We're talking about a single person. No, it's not a plural, but I digress. I can't even handle it. it, it <laughs> if that's the biggest problem we, we have, then we're in good shape. Unfortunately, we know we have a lot bigger problems than that. That's just a real annoyance for me. Well, yeah, you're spot on. And we're talking to the great Lara Trump. And I bring it up only because what we are starting to see uh, with the SCOTUS leak this week is, and it is Throwback Thursday, we're starting to bring back this thing called biology because we're hearing a lot about a women's right to choose. Now, a week ago, that would have been transphobic because I thought it was a man's right to choose just as well, seeing as men can get pregnant. But isn't it fancy how they distance themselves from their own nonsense in time? like this it's such a cyclical a situation that the democrats have found themselves in here i was just all excited to use the pregnant man emoji i'm <laughs> using it any chance i get at all times because it is so ridiculous and outrageous but yes we have people that can't define the term woman until wait a minute we have this leak come out and all of a sudden they're now back on board for the women i don't understand so which one is it the democrats can't pick where they stand on any issue, especially when it comes to women. And apparently they think that we're all dumb out there. They tried to throw Kamala Harris at us, throw us a bone with her. Thanks a lot. First female vice president. What a win in that category. And then they continue to double down on these dumb ideas that they think women are just going to flock to the Democrat Party over. And this one is no different but they forgot that their own agenda, their own narrative is that men can get pregnant, too. So they really box themselves in. And I'm, I'm curious to see how they get out of this one. Well, you know, how they're trying to get out of it, which I think is so fascinating, is we're back to my body, my choice. After a year of firing people from their jobs, if they didn't want to put a vaccine in their body, that was not their choice. And it's back to you saying everything with them is so cyclical and hilarious. Like it really is, though. We've seen them abandon positions again and again and again. I mean, one of the best positions they abandoned was the vaccine, because if you remember, during the campaign, they portrayed the vaccine as if President Trump and Barron were making it for the school science fair themselves <laughs> you know no exactly it's the, all of it i mean that that one in particular the the veracity with which they try to tell people do not under any circumstances get the vaccine three months later all of a sudden it's the only option everyone has to have it i mean th i think people get whiplash constantly with the democrats but it's it's why their poll numbers are so bad. It's why nobody – I mean, you look at Joe Biden, obviously, in particular, but on every front, the Democrats know they're in trouble because it's all of these dumb arguments that they just – they contradict themselves on constantly. And you look at our disinformation czar now. I mean, this – you know, there's just so much of it that I think people take a step back and they look and they say, are we living in a movie right now? Is this real life? And unfortunately, it's real life in the United States of America, if you can even believe it, Jimmy. Oh, it's psychotic. And I know we're being uh, in the rest of the world. I do believe we are the highest rated sitcom on the planet. Like, I think the rest of the world just throws on like MSNBC or CNN and just laughs at all the performative outrage and horror and the, all the gender ridiculousness. Um, I, I agree there. Uh, Larry Trump's on the line, if you're just joining us, by the way. Um, and I think one of the funny parts of this right now, Lara, is when you hear them saying, well, this SCOTUS leak, which would send Roe back to the states, this is the end of gay marriage and interracial marriage. They're basically trying to get everybody upset.
because they don't have anything specific they can run on when it comes to their record. Like, you can't look at the the Democrat job of the last two years and pinpoint an issue that's going to do well for them at the polls. So they're now running on Republicans want to kill all of you if you're gay, if you're a transgender child. But we're the extremists. That's the part I think is so crazy is like we're the ones saying, hey, could you not kill babies? And they're like, how dare you, you extremist psycho? Like, what world are we living in? I just, it's, it's so crazy sometimes. What a time to be alive, truly. But, you know, the, the problem they have, too, Jimmy, is that they, the Democrats cannot pass the buck along to somebody else and say, wait a minute, this was your fault because they control the White House, they control the House, they control the Senate. They have been essentially running the country now for 18 months. And, I mean, I, I heard my friend Judge Jeanine Pirro say it recently, everything has gone to hell in a handbasket in America, and it is thanks to these folks. So they can't say, well, wait a minute, the Republicans are controlling this area. No, we're not. So it's on them, everything that's happened. But you're right, the fact that they have absolutely no achievement to point towards, they have nothing positive that they've been able to do for the American people. They haven't made people's day-to-day lives easier. If anything, it has become, become exponentially harder just to get by, just to get through a day, fill up your gas tank, go to the grocery store, feed your family. Just dealing with life has become harder thanks to the Democrats. So, yes, they are now just in complete free fall, and they're saying we're just going to throw anything out there, see what sticks. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't even anything official with the Supreme Court. It does not ban abortion. It goes back to the states, which I might remind them is basically how our country was founded. Our Mm. founders never wanted there to be centralized power Mm. in the Washington, D.C. federal government. It it was supposed to be dispersed among we the people throughout the states to vote on these things. That is all this decision would do. But then, of course, course, they're just uh, the hysteria that we're banning everything and everyone's done. That's it. That's the, the narrative you're getting from the Democrats. Oh, it's so true. We're talking to Lara Trump, who you could absolutely copy off of on a history test. How about that? Uh, nope. <laughs> Nobody's copying off me. Although I'll be honest, Lara Trump, I did pass a lot of tests in high school. Not a lot of drug tests, but I passed a lot of academic tests. Wow. And that's not that's not nothing, right? You know, not nothing. Um, not nothing. Let, let me throw this one at you. Mitt Romney out in Utah. Uh, last night had to admit the obvious, which is if your father-in-law wants to come back down the escalator. I'm assuming you'd have to come back down the escalator. How else would you do it? The only way to do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. The escalator part two? That would be amazing. So Mitt Romney said, you know, it's his nomination to lose uh, if he wants to come down and, and take it. Uh, and I do think you probably agree with that. But my question is, knowing uh, that President Trump's endorsements went 22-0 and in primaries this week, does that, you think, make him more likely – or could he not possibly be any more likely than he already is? Because I do happen to know on good authority that he's hustling a lot of golf matches right now, and that can be addictive. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really top priority at this point. I thought you were going to say, would he ask Mitt Romney to be his Oh, God, no. Would you stop it? He would ask Hunter Biden before he would ask Mitt Romney. <laughs> at least Hunter. Yeah, at least, a, yeah, go ahead. This is a comedy show, right? Yeah, no, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, no, I, look, I think that it, it certainly reflects. And, yeah, you're right. This week he's 22-0. and 0, But in this cycle, with his primary endorsements, he's 55-0. and 0. Those are pretty solid uh, numbers to have behind you. So I think it just reinforces the fact for everyone watching, for everyone paying attention, for everyone interested, that the momentum is behind Donald Trump. 
that the support from the Republican Party is behind Donald Trump, that a lot of the country, I'm going to say over half the country at this point is behind Donald Trump. So, you know, if I can get him off the golf course, I'll certainly ask him the question and I'll get back to you on that. But um, but yes, I think it is a very positive sign, not just for Republicans, but gosh, for America. Don't we need him back? We need him back now more than we ever did. I hear it every day from people. Lara, I would take at this point, I would take any Trump they, they would give me except you. I would take Barron. I would take the dungeon <laughs> who wants to run if Eric wants to run. I'm, I'm in. I'm in any Trump you want to throw at me. Thank you. I would. I mean, honestly, I would love. I would love Melania. I mean, think about Melania Trump. I, I come back to this a lot. Okay, and it's just like it's a thing I do. If she if she crosses my mind, no first lady in the history of this country was more uh, underappreciated and underutilized than Melania Trump. And I think you would agree as someone who knows her. If she was married to a Democratic president, being as lingual as she is, being as self-made as she was as a supermodel, Melania Trump would have her name on like 12 buildings in Washington right now if she was married to a Democrat, no? Oh, my gosh. Well, not only that, could you imagine our entire family, how differently we would have been treated? I mean, oh. the whole thing. I, sometimes I think about it, and it's honestly, it's mind-boggling. You're right. Melania Trump should have graced the cover of every single magazine out there as our first lady, as someone, as you just pointed out, who in her own right was such an accomplished individual, um, a person who became an American citizen, who lived out the American dream, who, I mean, my gosh, she's not hard on the eyes either. (laughs) But what did you see? Nobody did any of that stuff. Never once did anyone approach her about any of the things you just referenced. And the Mm -hmm. only reason is because she was married to a man who won as a Republican that is the only reason. And it's, it's really kind of sick if you sit back and think about it, because it, you're right. If, if there was just a D behind the name instead of an R, things would be absolutely different. Um, sort of so sad true. to see. But if there's a second time around, which, again, I cannot confirm, nor can I deny, I think we need to get, get a, a petition going to get her on, on the cover of the magazine, get some buildings named after her, at least a soccer field or something. Yo, I got it, man. I think that's a, a soccer field. <laughs> I just, well, Barry plays soccer. I'm just, I'm just, I, no, I get it. I get it, but it doesn't, to me, it just, it didn't sound ambitious enough. Like, I had her name on federal buildings. You're like, yeah, we could we name, like, there's a pizza place down the street from the White House. We'll call it Melania's Pies. You know, no, tell, tell, <laughs> tell Melania that one of us stood up for her. Uh, by the way. I'll let her know which one. Last question. How are the men in your life handling the fact that Joy Behar is calling for a sex strike? That must be devastating, no? <laughs> I think that most men in general in America are probably have going to cry themselves to sleep tonight and, and not because they're upset about it. Just the general visual that, that accompanies that. Not really a, not a strong one. For anyone. You know, not the most, heart. you know, you know, the most awkward moment when she called for it on the view and everybody was clapping is you could hear her husband <laughs> cheering from the front row. He was like, yeah, thank God. He's been waiting his whole life for this. I'm, I'm pretty he sure he leaked the SCOTUS draft. I think it was Joy Behar's <laughs> husband who got it out there. A lot of cheap shots, Lara Trump. But, hey, I'm in the same state as you. That doesn't happen enough, so I'm in a good mood. Yeah, that's I, right. I am heading to the improv tonight. I, I, I don't think you're going to keep your campaign promise and show up. But if I need bail money, can we hit you up? Yeah, you can let me know. You know where to find me. Just All come right. to the other side of the state. I'll be there. <laughs> All right, Lara Trump, it's a deal. You're the best, pal. Let's do it again soon. All right, thanks. See you, pal. There she goes, the great Lara Trump. You can't – if I mention Melania Trump, this happens to me in, like, supermarkets. 
<laughs> just like I'll stop everything I'm doing and be like, we wronged that woman because we did. We wronged Melania Trump. Yo, she was a supermodel. She was a actual supermodel who spoke five languages. And again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Jill Biden, who happens to speak two languages. She speaks English and she speaks Joe. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. But the point is, we did. We wronged that woman. Uh, and we are wronging this country. And when Lara Trump says, you know, she's not confirming or denying that her father's going to come back down the escalator. The point is, if he wants to, the Democrats have a lot of real trouble on their hands right now. Because what they've done to the country, man, I'm not saying this as a Republican. I'm saying this as a conservative. I'm not saying this as like, I'm a Fox News guy. Okay, Fox News, if you pay attention to the network, if you watch the network, okay, we're not here in defense of anything but the truth. Okay, there are wild opinions out there of what we're saying and doing, but they're not reflective of the truth. Like, remember I was telling you how at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, Joe Biden made that joke claiming Fox was against the vaccine? You, I'll give you $10,000 if you can find me a Fox host saying, do not take the vaccine, it's going to kill you. That doesn't exist. They made up. They made up their own characterization of what our position must be because they can't run on the truth. That's where we are in our politics. But when you get addicted to lying, okay, when you get addicted to not engaging on the issues because you can just call everybody a racist and make your bad record go away, it ultimately does become a problem for the country if you wind up in charge. Because the problem with you know, leadership is you've got to know how to lead. You know, so the Democrats were out there for, you know, the better part of four years saying every Republican's a racist. Fox News is out to get you. We're all going to die. <laughs> this is not good. Run for your lives. Save yourselves. OK, but now they find themselves in a position of leadership and they don't know what they're doing. That's the point. OK, Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> I don't even, can she even be Miss Pac-Man? Zier Pac-Man, them Pac-Man is all out of pills and can't stop the bad ghosts anymore. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, down in Tampa tonight. I'll be back in New York next week. We'll gut fell Tuesday night, and I announced this earlier. The only people in the world who know this, it's not even on social media yet. We're going to be doing stand-up on Gutfeld, live on Gutfeld, Thursday night, May the 19th. Uh, that's a live one. Uh, that's the champ, your buddy. Uh, doing what he does best. Uh, I kind of am. I'm all right at stand-up. It's kind of kind of what I did for a living, you know, along with driving a cab up until I got this cushy gig. Uh, <laughs> but the truth is, I love getting out on the road and being able to see you guys because it's like actually what I know how to do. Like this radio show is what I'm learning how to do. It might be the fastest-growing show on the planet, but it is still like not the second-nature occupation in my life. Uh, Right now, but it's, it's quickly becoming one because of your undying support. So don't go anywhere because we need you in the next hour. Gianno Caldwell's coming by to discuss critical race theory. Oh, God.
Oh, yes it is, yes it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. We're broadcasting today from Tampa Bay. We're down in sunny Florida. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not completely and totally full of <laughs> Joe Biden's disinformation czar Nina Jankowicz absolutely positively is. I agree with that. And we're going to have a discussion about it in this hour with Gianno Caldwell, who is a Fox News contributor. You might have saw him co-hosting the Big Saturday, Big Sunday show with me this past week, a show that had some of its highest ratings ever, thanks to me and Gianno. Where we're moving on now. Oh, girl. There it is. Just talking a little smack. I'm going to be at the Tampa Improv tonight slanging jokes. And I'm in a really chippy mood. I'm, so, I'm, I'm excited for this one. We're going to burn this town down tonight. I know I'm talking a lot of smack, but uh, me and my producer, Mike Advensky, have now been in Tampa for a little under six hours. And neither one of us has seen the inside of a jail cell. So we're a little behind where we thought we would be at this point. Uh, but there's plenty of game left to be played, so we'll turn things around. Uh, the quickest way to a jail cell right now might be saying things in public that are inconvenient to the Democratic Party. Because this disinformation board... And I want you to understand this. This is very important that we have this discussion. This disinformation board has absolutely no regard for what's true and what's false. Bingo. The only thing they care about, the only thing they care about is limiting your ability to share ideas that are problematic for the Democratic Party. Tell them like it is. That's all this is. And I've said this again and again on a lot of TV hits lately. The Democrats fight disinformation as a means of spreading disinformation. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, understand, the head of the disinformation board, Nina Jankowitz, that Yahoo who was singing along to the Mary Poppins song about disinformation, I played it for you last week in D.C., okay, she was the one leading the charge that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Hunter's a dirtbag. Well, never mind that, okay? Hunter Biden's laptop was corroborated before the election, before the election, by the Director of National Intelligence, uh, John Ratcliffe. It was corroborated after the election, okay, by all of the newspapers, like the New York Times, the Washington Post, you know, all the ones that refused to report on it before the election because it was problematic to Democrats. Once they won the election, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, the Hunter thing is true. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Okay, all I ever want is an honest conversation. So I should point out that earlier in the show, when I was pounding Mitt Romney, I did identify him as a former governor of Utah when we all know he was the governor of Michigan. And one of our superstar listeners on KOAL out in Utah, excuse me, I was talking about George Romney. George Romney, of course, the governor of Michigan. And I, and I had referred to him as the governor of Utah. And one of our superstar listeners, Alan Peterson, who is listening on KOAL out in Utah, corrected me because I did slip. I sounded like, you know, you got to be careful about what you say in public these days. Because if you don't keep track of what's coming out of your mouth and it doesn't make any sense, They'll make you the president. <laughs> you got you got to be very careful. <laughs> if you're not speaking coherently, they'll make you the president of the United States. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. So I was speaking about Mitt, who was the former governor of Massachusetts, and I erroneously said his dad, George Romney, was the former governor of Utah. Alan Peterson, you get that one right. Circle gets a square. Let's go to Jim J. Bullock for the block.
Unfortunately, this is not Hollywood Squares. This is real life. It's not a game show. We have a White House, and I find this to be so funny and sad and tragic all rolled into one. Okay, we have a White House that in the immediate aftermath of Elon Musk buying Twitter, immediately, immediately, when word leaked that Elon Musk was buying into the board of Twitter and was now going to take away the Democratic ability to censor speech, in the public square, the Democrats went to work on creating their own means of censoring speech. They have a disinformation campaign, a disinformation board being headed by someone who has spread as much disinformation as anybody in history. Do you understand what we're talking about here? And understand this too. If Donald Trump was starting a disinformation board. We're going to ban your speech if the administration thinks it's dangerous to the people. Yo, they would be burning down the country right now. They would say, this is fascism. This is what the Nazis did. This is 1984. And they'd be right. Except it's not happening under Donald Trump. It's happening under them. Do you understand? They, they are the ones, okay, that are spreading disinformation. And they're now claiming that we need a board to curb your disinformation as a way of protecting you. Democrats are so full of crap. So this gal, who is the head of the disinformation board, and I I played you her clips last week, is now out there giving lectures at schools about disinformation and what we have to look out for. And she went as far as to say in October 2021, and I just find this so fascinating, That, you know, CRT, critical race theory. You know, Republicans are lying about that. People are spreading it for, you know, they're spreading it for profit. They're just trying to make money and get people all worked up. That's what's going on over here. Except there's one small problem. Critical race theory is actually on the Board of Education website in states like Virginia. Oh, wow! Again, Democrats don't campaign, they don't dialogue on what Republicans are doing. They dialogue on what they want you to believe Republicans are doing. Correct the mundo. No different than Fox News, okay? They'll tell you all the time all the evil things Fox News said. And then you're like, hey, could you guys, uh, I don't know, could you show us a full context clip of Fox News saying that? And they're like, the number you have reached is not in service, okay? But I want you to start here with this clip because it's so bonkers, okay? It's just, and, and again, this is the woman leading the disinformation board, a board that only exists because Twitter, a company that made 99.4% of all its political donations to the Democratic Party, has now been purchased by Elon Musk. And what is Elon Musk saying? I'm not a right-wing strongman. He's saying, I'm a free speech advocate. I want everybody to have the same rights to speech. I believe sunlight is the, de- the best disinfectant. The best uh, antidote to hate speech is more speech, is accurate speech. The marketplace of ideas will sort things out. But the Democrats are trying to, again, characterize what he's saying as something other than what it is. He's not getting on there and saying, I'm a Republican, I'm on their side, the Democrats are screwed. He's getting on there and saying, hey, let's make it a fair fight. Let everybody have the same platform, and we'll let the marketplace sort it out. And the Democrats are losing their minds right now because up until Elon Musk bought Twitter, all of these people who claimed to be free speech advocates were banning any type of speech they didn't agree with. Okay, all of them. Okay, and oftentimes the stuff they didn't agree with was the truth. Hunter Biden's laptop. 
said Joe Biden was getting a 10% kickback on all of his transactions. And Joe and Hunter Biden's business partners corroborated it. They agreed with it. Are you the big man, Joe? The business partner said yes. And the people warning you about disinformation, they banned you from being able to say that. Okay? COVID originated in a Wuhan lab. Okay, we know that. A guy like Dr. Fauci, he was out there funding the research that goes on in those labs. He should be behind bars. Well, you were thrown off of Twitter for six months if you said that COVID originated in a Wuhan lab. Vaccinated people get and spread COVID. This is not me being anti-vax. This is me being pro-truth. Vaccinated people are getting and spreading COVID like crazy. It's the stupidest thing in the world because every time one of them gets va- gets COVID, what do they announce? This is what I talked about with Tucker Carlson last week. Kamala tweeted the same thing. Hillary tweeted the same thing. Obama tweeted, okay, the same thing. Jen Psaki tweeted the same thing. Elizabeth Warren tweeted the same thing. Cory Booker tweeted. I've just been told I have COVID. I'm so grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, or I'd be doing a lot better. And I encourage all of you to get vaccinated and boosted. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Again, you're marketing the vaccine by telling us it didn't work. (laughs) A vaccine is supposed to stop you from getting the thing you've been vaccinated against. That's how it works. You never hear of 10 million breakthrough polio cases. You never hear of 10 million breakthrough mumps cases. But we've had over 10 million air quote breakthrough COVID cases because the vaccine is more of a treatment than it is an actual vaccine. Okay, but understand, if you were saying vaccinated people get and spread COVID, you were thrown off of Twitter. You were like, that's disinformation when it actually happens to be the truth, which is why it's so stupid for them to champion the vaccination and the booster every time they get COVID. Because it's like me saying, hey, my wife and I are expecting a baby. Thank God we wore a condom or we'd be a lot more pregnant than we are. Do you realize how stupid this marketing strategy is? But again and again and again, the people who are in charge of disinformation wouldn't let you say that vaccinated people were getting and spreading COVID even as 10 million people got and spread COVID. Okay, understand this. Secretary Mayorkas, who's leading this up as part of the Department of Homeland Security, is completely full of it. Okay, and Nina Jankowitz. Here's a clip of her talking about critical race theory. She's the head of your disinformation board. She's lying. It's clip 26. Critical race theory has become one of those hot button issues that uh, the Republicans and and other, you know, disinformers um, who are engaged in disinformation for profit, frankly, there are plenty of, you know, media outlets that are making money off of this too, have have seized on. But it's no different than than any of the other hot button issues that, you know, allow disinformation to flourish. It's it's you know, weaponizing people's emotion. When you're looking at stuff on, on the media, whether it's, you know, mainstream media, fringe media, or even social media, if you feel yourself getting really emotional, there's a good chance you're being manipulated, right? Um, it, is, it is meant to drive that emotional interaction. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Because it's exactly what they're doing. When you're talking about emotional manipulation, what are they doing, and disinformation specifically, what are they doing in reaction to the SCOTUS draft? They're saying, well, this Roe versus Wade gets repealed. No more gay marriage. No more integrated schools. Gay kids won't be able to go to school with straight kids. Black kids won't be able to go with white kids. Yo, that's pretty emotionally powerful if somebody believes it to be true. Except there is not a single solitary thing in the draft that leaks 
that's indicative of Roe v. Wade being repealed, having any influence whatsoever on other Supreme Court rulings. In fact, Justice Alito in this document went out of his way to say that the legal precedent established by a potential repeal of Roe v. Wade would not affect gay marriage, would not affect integrated schools. This is the disinformation person spreading disinformation. The reason she said the word disinformation as many times as she did, it's because of how they get out of engaging on the issues. Yo, I want you to understand this. I am bargaining with you in good faith every day. I'm very thankful for this job, but I take the opportunity very serious. I know I'm a goofy guy, but if you're going to talk to a couple million people a day and you're a decent person, okay, decent. I didn't say good. I didn't say virtuous. I am decent on my best day. Okay, but you're very cognizant of the effect you have on people and the energy you're injecting into their workday and the energy you're injecting into their relationships and their family and their friends and their thought process. I just want you to understand, okay, when I say these people are disgusting, it's not because I have a political agenda. These people are disgusting because they're doing the thing that they're, they're, they're accusing you, they're accusing me, they're accusing anybody who doesn't agree with them of exactly what they're doing, which is spreading disinformation. Okay, critical race theory isn't being taught anywhere in school. That is a fact check false. Glenn Youngkin legitimately just won the governorship in Virginia because critical race theory was on the, the Board of Education's website in Virginia. And what is critical race theory but misinformation that attempts to divide races in America along emotional lines by telling young white kids that they are oppressors simply because of the color of their skin? By telling young black kids that they are victims simply because of the color of their skin. Okay, there's no deliverable in here for the black community. You're just calling everybody racist so they vote for Democrats because you're purportedly not the racist ones. But does that improve the lack of education in inner city schools? The answer would be no. Does it lower the crime rate? The answer would be no. Does it make goods more affordable for low-income black Americans? The answer would be no. And never mind... That it's the antithesis of what Martin Luther King taught us. We are not living in a world where we judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. The Democrats want you living in a world where you judge people by by the color of their skin instead of the content of their character. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. And when they're out there alleging things like misinformation and and racism, that is their way of spreading misinformation and being racist. Okay? And it worked for a long time. But the reason we now have a disinformation board is they no longer can control the conversation. They can't, okay? Twitter's now a fair fight. So they had to form a board to make it unfair. And if you disagree with this, you're racist. Not because you are, but because they're screwed if they can't convince people of that. Are you tired of losing political debates because your party doesn't have any good ideas? I had the same problem until I got racism, the Democrat prescription that reduces every single issue to race problems. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. Using racism can make you feel like a good person. 
even if you're patently terrible. I have some skeletons in my closet that I need to cover up so that I can get elected. And with no basis in fact, personal attacks have never been easier. Whether you're slandering an ex-president. I don't think they like me very much. Or even a dead children's author. Mom, they canceled Dr. Seuss. So don't waste your time finding solutions to real problems. Create pretend problems. It's not enough to say I'm not a racist in America. You need to be anti-racist. Warning. A percentage of Democrats who used racism experienced limited grasp of facts and were prone to blurting out racist things themselves. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Ask your government-provided doctor about racism today. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up. We're going to be talking to Gianno Caldwell in the next break. He is, of course, a Fox News contributor, one of my superstar co-hosts on last week's Big Saturday, Big Sunday show on Fox News. And a guy who is very open about the fact that the Democratic Party prioritizes black votes a lot more than they prioritize black lives in America. I agree with that. No two ways about it. I mean, you look at the run-up to the 2020 election. Black lives matter. Police reform. Woo! Elections come and gone. It's almost two years now. Anything on police reform, Democrats? The answer would be no. But we do have a 32% spike in crime, uh, excuse me, in murder in the black community. The black community bears the brunt of all of this, especially when it comes to abortion, something that really did become a thing in this country because of Margaret Sanger, the founder, and her push for eugenics. She started abortion as a means of limiting the amount of black children being born in society. That is a fact. Look it up. That's a thing. What the hell did you just say? I didn't say it. She said it. Okay, that's the God's honest truth. I live in a city, New York City where there are more black babies aborted every year than there are born. It's disgusting. And again, the people who care about, who purport to care about the black community, the people who you know, purport to be just looking out for them, are the ones actually getting them killed. It's disgusting, man. And we're going to try to steer this conversation to justice with my main man, Gianno, who is going to be joining us next when we come back for a big spirited break right here on the big, bad, one and only high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is, of course, broadcasting down in Tampa Bay tonight ahead of my big gig at the Tampa Improv, 730. Joining us now is a man I have no idea where he is because he's kind of the Dos Equis most interesting man alive. Every time we talk, he's in a different part of the world. Uh, let's see where our thirsty friend is now. Gianno Caldwell is here. Hey, man. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. Uh, where, where, do, where, does this, uh, where does this call find you today? Well, I'm in Miami. You know, it's Formula oh. One weekend, so this is the best time to be here, Jimmy. Yo, and I didn't know. I got the agents that sent me to Tampa instead. That's the kind of that's the kind of gigs I get. Giano, they send me to like ski lodges in the summer. <laughs> they, say, they they do it backwards. They send me to the beach towns in the winter. I got to talk to these guys. I got to straighten this out, Giano. 
I got to straighten it out. New team is necessary, it sounds like. <laughs> hey, can we uh, can we spike the football on one thing really quick before we get started? Yeah, sure. Uh, the sure, ratings. Sure. The ratings for the show we hosted last weekend. Wow. Highest, I think, ever. I mean, let's Dude, take some I'm credit. Getting, I'm getting calls still. I get social media posts. Uh, a lady DM'd me earlier today talking about how funny she thought the show was. I'm at Gianno Caldwell for those who are interested on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But, yeah, it was uh, a heck of a show. I'm glad that we were able to make some good television together. We're really the dream team at this point. <laughs> when you say the dream team, though, you mean the Michael Keaton movie about the crazies who escaped from the asylum. Not the, uh, That's exactly right. You're the leader here. <laughs> not, not the 92 men's Olympic basketball team, but the, the, the movie about the crazy people. I kid, I kid. We're talking to, the great, talking to the great Gianno Caldwell, who is joining me in a victory lap for some phenomenal ratings we turned in last Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but one of the things that uh, went on uh, between us getting on the air last week and getting off is, of course, the leak of this SCOTUS document in regards to the repeal of Roe versus Wade. Now, what I wanted to ask you to speak to, because I've, I've read your book, and it's phenomenal, Left Behind. Um, the Democratic Party, and you've said this on my show. You take always it for t- granted. Take it yeah, for take granted. it for granted how we were left behind. Right. By the Democratic you said left behind. Yeah, Give- that's what you're about to be left behind. <laughs> <laughs> Elon, Jimmy. Ski Come Lodge. on. Come on. Listen, I, I I promo for you as good as anybody. I'm like your. I am yes. honestly <laughs> in life. I am the flavor flave to your Chuck D. I actually have a clock on right now. I'm wearing a large <laughs> clock. It's quite cumbersome, so I hope you appreciate it. But stick with me, because you were, you were the guy who came on my show years ago, and you said to me, when I was like a guest host, you said to me that it's, it's black votes that matter a lot more than black lives. And the reason black I Black lives don't matter to Democrats. Black votes do. Yeah, and, and, right. and would you almost say that abortion as an issue is, is more indicative of that than anything, because abortion uh, predominantly targets black children, does it not? Yeah, Jimmy, and I know that you're very upset about this. If there's anybody that's upset about what's going on with the Supreme Court, it is you, Jimmy. The moment that men can get pregnant, now the Supreme (laughs) Court looks to usurp your right to get an abortion. So I know that you're upset, Jimmy. I'm sorry this is happening to you. I'm on my way to Mexico uh, as we speak. I'm on my way to Mexico to get my own abortion as we speak. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I, I, like I said, I would call you sir, but I'm not a biologist. So uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you on a serious note, yes, abortion impacts the African-American community more than anyone. I think uh, it, it was recently reported since Roe v. Wade, 1976, there's been about 67 million abortions. If you look at, if you look at the key numbers just overall, Forty percent of abortions happen uh, that that occur are from black women. So it's the black community that's impacted the most just overall. And it was 1973. I'm sorry, Roe v. Yeah, Wade. Of course. And Texas is an example. Fifty nine percent of the population is black. Seventy four percent of the uh, people there that are African-American receive abortions. And the numbers just go on and on in, in various states. Overwhelmingly, the, mm-hmm. the impact is in the black community. So, yeah, this this is something that will uh, certainly uh, change the landscape for them the most. Well, what's interesting about it is that Margaret Sanger, who is the high priest of abortion in the Planned Parenthood community, 
actually, you know, pushed for abortion with this in mind. Like, this was the goal. And a lot of people don't talk about that. But her name has quietly been scrubbed from a lot of things pertaining to abortion because it was something that uh, that that was, you know, created as a means of controlling population. It was a form of eugenics, a lot of people believe. And what's so, yeah. Fasc- yeah. And what's so fascinating about that, Giano, is the people on the right uh, who are saying, hey, I don't know, maybe don't kill babies. We're being called the extremists. Like, isn't it so insane that the people on the side of don't kill the kids are supposedly the bad guys? You know, it's so it's interesting that you even bring up Margaret, Margaret Sanger. I think a lot of people don't realize that Planned Parenthood was started to eliminate the black race. And people don't necessarily get it. Some disagree, but the, the results are absolutely accurate. The history is detailed. Yeah, so there is an impact that I think most people don't realize, they don't recognize, but there are also a lot of misinformation that is being ginned up about the potential of this opinion. You know, that it was just a draft opinion is not is not law and it would only impact federally, so states would have their own make their own decisions. So conservative states would do what conservative states do in liberal states like California, uh, Illinois, where I'm from, or even the District of Columbia, they're going to do what they're going to they're going to yeah. do and protect uh, abortion. So, I think there's a need to understand where these elements are coming from. Democrats realize that they're they're in really big trouble when it comes to this midterm election in 2024. Inflation, one of the highest concerns among Americans, also impacting poor people and working class, middle class people. The most that includes African Americans and Hispanics. Uh, so now they want to use something. They want to take whatever they can to change the conversation. But unfortunately for them, this leak occurred so early in the year yeah. that by the time the midterms come around, and I'm sure they'll still be talking about it, it won't be on people's minds as fresh yeah. uh, as as it is now. So. I don't think this is going to have as great of an impact on the midterm elections as they want it to be. They mm-hmm. want to drag this thing down the line because they completely failed the American people. And they told us that Joe Biden was going to be the priest of the country. He was going yeah. to uh, enhance our standing on the world stage. That wasn't true. The countries you saw in the U.K. parliament, how they said, what's going on in America? Joe Biden, uh, he's really let us down. The American people are uh, the, the president of the United States is failing the world. And we continue to see that policy decision after policy decision making us worse off. And that was one of the key questions that Ronald Reagan asked. Are you better off than you were four years ago? And the answer is no, we're not better off. (laughs) Yo, I mean, not only are we not better off, like we're about to have like rent a center furniture in the Oval Office the way this is going. (laughs) I mean, yo, it's bad. Like, you know what I think we could do to like balance the budget? Do you remember like when you were a kid, they had these things called dunk tanks where you could pay like five bucks and the guy would insult you. And, you know, if you threw the ball at the target and if you hit it, you would drop him in the water do you remember that right right i I think is a goodwill gesture i think the democrats should reach out to republicans we should do something called a trump tank where trump comes back to washington for a week and he just insults liberals and they throw the ball and dunk him because he's a good sport but we'd probably raise a billion dollars because they don't want to have a conversation about their record and i think it would be really profitable because they'd keep dunking him to keep him from speaking up i mean that's the whole point Mm -hmm. of them freaking out about twitter you know is it like if he comes back 
Uh, I actually think it would help them because we'd talk about him instead of them. Oh, don't you? yeah. Yeah, don't you think I, they miss him? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that was one of the things that I had been saying. If, in fact, Donald Trump were to come back to Twitter, which I, I'm I'm glad that he's not on there right right now because he did say some things that were alarming to me. You know, I, he was a big supporter of mine. He endorsed my book multiple times, taking for granted how conservatism can win back the Americans that liberalism failed, uh, and and all these other good things. And there was some really substantial policy that I think was beneficial to America, the black community. But at the same time, the the narcissism that I think, and of course I'm not a psychologist, so I can't I can't diagnose somebody. But I don't want someone that's going to make everything about them. Yeah. Ron DeSantis, I think, is an excellent, excellent choice for president. He has a lot of the similar policies of Donald Trump, but he's disciplined. He's a statesman, and I can appreciate that. And I was um, at a, a party yesterday. Actually, it was a Patron party at Fountain Blue, and a lady walks up to me. She's a big Fox News fan, watched this weekend, and she was saying, hey, I'm going for Ron DeSantis all the way, and it's because people like the discipline nature of him, even though Trump, I like his personality. I can appreciate that. I think he's a fun guy to be around, but the discipline is necessitous, especially after you run a country. Um, and especially with the mess we're probably going to get back after four years of Joe Biden, it's not going to be a pretty picture. And I'm sorry to report that to people right now, because if you look at inflation, if he does the student loan debt, uh, cancellation, that's going to add to the inflation bubble. We're talking about trillions of dollars being spent. We're talking about billions of dollars being sent to the Ukraine, but yet we can't do anything about the problems that we have right here in our very own country. The people on the South side of Chicago, which is where I'm from, are suffering greatly and we're sending money to other places. And I support the folks that are Ukraine, but at the same time, I support America more than I do anywhere else. That's a really good point. We're talking to Gianno Caldwell, and of everything you just said, the point that jumped out at me is that you're now allowed back into the Patron parties in Miami. How'd that happen? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, I don't know who back-channeled some money to who, but the fact that they're letting you back in. I mean, hold on a second, Gianno. I'm going to, not to recycle, but I mean, holy heck. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Talking to the great Gianno Caldwell, giving him a hard time because I love him. Uh, you're right, though. You're, you, love you too, Jimmy. I know. You're the best. But hey, you're right. Remember, I said it first way back when. I said that you were a huge talent and you were going to be a big star. And look at you now. You're a big star. You're on with Tucker Carlson. You're laughing it up with the White House press secretary at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. You're yeah. going on air completely drunk and wasted and not getting fired. <laughs> I was sober. Hold on. I was. I was. And let's. I wanted two things really quick. You did say I was going to be a star, but so everybody listening knows, I paid you fifty bucks to say it. So let's start there. <laughs> no. Let's let's start there. And you did take the money, and that's fine. But stick with me. I actually Saturday night at the correspondence dinner because I'm a. This, this is the one thing I do want credit for. Right? Is I knew like when they said, yeah, well, you're going to go on and report from the red carpet after the dinner's over. I know what the potential for. Disaster is, and there's so many. A guy like me, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you're not taking me down for this. So I actually at the correspondence dinner had one drink until I got off the air, and then I'm not kidding. I drank like three bottles of champagne within five minutes of getting off the air. Like they were like, who's that? Who's that guy in the lobby with a funnel? But until I went on the air, like a pro, like I actually because I recognized, I said it to Lawrence Jones on TV. I go, you know, Lawrence, I just want to thank you for turning me loose at an open bar for three hours, and then 
and bringing me on to live television. Way to look out for my career. Uh, but I, but, but I, I did look out for my career because nobody else is. That's the point, man. You got to play smart ball. So I don't know. We're making good moves. We're playing good ball. Well, I mean, well, 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 Jimmy, I heard you say three bottles of wine, and let's be honest, you weren't the only one drinking those bottles of wine because rumor is. You went into Hunter Biden's suite, and there was a drug party. So I'm just saying, saying, this is the rumor. I don't have it confirmed yet, but you can confirm it for us right now. I mean, all I Hunter Biden hang out, Jimmy. Stop it! I didn't. All I will say, the one thing me and Hunter Biden have in common is that if I lost my laptop, I'd have some big problems on my hands. Like I carry a vial of arsenic. I carry a vial of arsenic. If someone says my laptop's gone, I'm not even looking for it. I'm just chugging the arsenic and getting out of here before my people find out my truth. I'm kidding. But uh, no, there was no, there was no, there was no hunter party. But I partied like, like I said, with like prominent members of the administration. Like Saki was at a party I was at. And the thing is, to me, I want to ask you how you roll about this because what I have found in our politics is it's not personal for us, for people on the right. I don't actually hate mm-hmm. anybody because I'd rather debate them along ideological, you know, factual lines than just make it about who can call the best names. But people on the left, it is emotional. Anna Navarro from The View, okay, I saw her in a random hallway at the correspondence dinner, and she gave me three of the nastiest looks I've ever seen and then walked the other way. Like, you disgust me. And I was like, yo, like, you don't even know me, and you're obviously basing this on my politics. There are so many better reasons to hate me than my politics. Like, I was, frankly, I was like, really? That's what we're doing? Because when I mean anybody, like, I met Don Lemon because he knows Kennedy through Shep Smith. We were like, I was friendly. I fist bumped him, said hello. I wasn't like, screw you, you suck. But have you noticed, like, it's a sad commentary on society when guys like me and you are the adults in the room, no? Well, listen, I'm going to tell you, Anna Navarro, uh, the likelihood is it's not about your politics, Jimmy. You remind her of her ex-boyfriend who she said would never be nothing and a nobody. <laughs> and now look at you. You're a big star. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, the other thing is, too, the reason she hates me so much is, if you remember, Anna Navarro is supposed to be what? A Republican on CNN. Uh, on The View, anyway. But I tell people all the time, a Republican on The View is like a chicken that works on the board at Popeye's. It's not exactly operating with its fellow chicken's best interest in mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a scam. So they, they pick which one's going to the slaughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's not showing up to talk Republican points. She's showing up to agree with every liberal position that spouted out of Joy Behar's mouth. And I wanted to bring that up because I had heard you saying off the air, you're devastated that Joy Behar is going on a sex strike. So how are you holding up? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, okay? you know, I'm gonna be honest. I I was thinking that we were gonna keep our text conversation out of the public, out of the press. <laughs> but since you wanted to mention it, Good her and you. I, me and Joe Behart, have been talking a lot on Craigslist, and I think it's really going somewhere. <laughs> You you slid slid into her DMs, did you? That's funny. Listen, <laughs> listen, I said joy. You bring me joy. Oh you know, my God, Mary J. Blige is on the line. Mary J. Blige is here. <laughs> you really are the most interesting man in the world. You're the only guy I know that can pivot from Joy Behar to Mary J. Blige. That's talent. That's real talent. And you, hey, and, you, and you're the only guy I know that can talk about drugs on air in a hum- humorous way and might actually be honest about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say talk about what you know. Gianno Caldwell, talk about what you know. Listen, man, I love you. We'll do it again soon, all right, brother? 
Wait, before you go, before yes. you go, because I thought it was just so funny how you had on your jacket on air and you said that you uh, looked like you were either selling drugs to the Fox News. <laughs> what was the other thing you said? It was I, so hilarious. What did I, you say? I said really quick. I have 27 seconds. I said my wardrobe uh, makes people wonder if I'm Fox News talent or I'm selling drugs to Fox News talent. And the answer is both. So uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll talk. Good hit. Thank you, Jimmy. At Gianno Caldwell, everybody, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you so much, Jimmy. My man. There he goes. There we go back after this. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. When we go off the air... We are heading up to the Tampa Improv to raise holy hell at tonight's 7.30 Cinco de Mayo show. If you're in the area, you want to hang with me and our producer, Mike Advinsky, I'm just telling you, get your game face on. There's a very reasonable chance you're showing up to work in the morning with a face tattoo. Because when we go, we are playing prison rules. It's a big one. If you couldn't get tickets to the Improv tonight and you're in the Tampa area, we are going to be doing a meet and greet at Due Amiche tomorrow between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. after the show. That's assuming we are alive and out of jail after tonight's hijinks because I'm telling you because I care, folks. This is going to be nothing short of a hazing ritual. Get your game face on. We will be back uh, in the morning, God willing. But until then, you know the deal. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.